Hello and welcome back to Fireside. Today is a episode about creativity and also about shame. So this is a question that was submitted um, and I guess it's not really a question, it's more of a unloading perhaps. So this person says, I used to feel so creative and recently I've lost that feeling. I got it back thanks to some back and forth with chat GPT, (laughs) but then I started to fear. Is this my creativity or its creativity? To top it off, I feel ashamed to use chat GPT. Oh my god, sorry, I don't know why this is so hard for me to say. Chat GPT behind the scenes because some people I respect hate on it so much and it feels like high school again wanting to be accepted and fit in so keeping things secret if I fear they won't be. Deep down, perhaps what it boils down to is not needing outside approval, not from those people I say I respect, nor from Chat GPT, but from myself. And that's what's been on my mind. So, I think in a lot of ways this person has kind of taken themselves to the answer a little bit. But what I'll say to start off with is that the kind of debate around AI and creativity isn't one that I've spent any time looking into. So, although it's obviously impossible to kind of avoid the main points if you spend any time on the internet. But this is just to sort of say that I'm not the person to engage in a nuanced debate in the ethics of AI. Um, And this also isn't going to be an episode about AI. Because actually, I don't think this is about AI. This is about how you view your creativity. So I think this person is really selling themselves short or not actually celebrating the things that they've done really well. You lost that feeling of creativity. Some might call it a block some might call it, I don't know, something else, but you lost that feeling and and lost that kind of ability to be creative. And what most people do in that situation is they panic or they start to go in hard on how useless they are or they languish in not having any creativity and, and getting really miserable Um, or they use it as an excuse for why they can't move forward. And you didn't do any of those things. What you did was seek out a solution that worked. And that's really something to be applauded because all the other things are much easier to do. (laughs) It's much harder to feel like, well, I've lost this temporarily, 
but I'm not going to lose my head over it. I'm just going to go and see what tools there are that can kind of help me to get it back. So that's the first thing (laughs) that I want to make clear. And also to say that choosing ChatGPT as a tool to do that makes a lot of sense. It's a reactive tool. It's one that is you know, very current. It's something that's extremely new. So even if kind of old ways of getting your creativity back haven't been working, then it makes sense to try the brand new thing. Um, It's known to have an impact on creating art that humans think is good, rightly or wrongly. So it makes sense that you chose it and it's good that you did because now you feel like you've got your creativity back. So I think you're being a little bit too harsh on yourself as well where you're asking is this my creativity or its creativity because I think any tool that we use to get creativity back or to stir inspiration you could ask that same question of. So quite often if I'm kind of on a low ideas for blog posts in in that kind of time, um, I will read other people's emails and I will read articles and nine times out of ten that will prompt something in my head that I think, oh, I could write about that. Now, I'm not copying what the other people said, but something that they said just stirred a thought in my own mind. Now, with that scenario, you could ask the very same question, is that my creativity or their creativity? And it's the same for things like um, prompts and quotes and creative exercises. Is that your creativity or is it the creativity of whoever or whatever created the prompt? So I don't think that is a, that's something that's actually unique to using chat GPT as a creative prompt. Um, And it's probably just all the noise that's around that software that is making you think like that. What you're doing with, I'm calling it a software, don't even know if that's technically what it is, what you're doing with the AI is that you are inputting and therefore reacting to it. So you, that is your own creative response, just as reading somebody's sentence in their newsletter and thinking of something tangentially similar um, is still my creative response to that prompt. And in a way, kind of all creativity is a reaction to those things. We see things or we read things or we hear things and it gives us another thought. And then that thought takes root and grows legs and mixes metaphors, but becomes something else. So, yes, you're using it as a tool to stimulate you to stimulate that creativity not to as far as your letter says fraudulently win arts prizes 
So I think here you can kind of engage in the nuance a little around this argument and obviously in a lot of places it's very black and white and that's never true. It's never just one thing or another and I think here you're really fine. Um, But I also, as you've kind of pointed out, it's not really the problem, is it? The problem is the shame. And I wonder, if it wasn't this, would it be something else? If you had never thought to open up ChatGPT and ask it some questions, would there be something else that you would find to feel ashamed about? Likely, it would be you'd start to feel ashamed about not doing any creativity. (laughs) not doing any creative work, not being able to come up with ideas. That's probably the sort of thing it would be. So is this just a really easy thing for ready shame, for shame that is there and desperate to be felt, to hang itself upon? And that becomes a completely different conversation of why why that shame is so ready to be felt and whether it is specifically in the realms of your work and creativity or whether that spreads out further into your life and looking at where it comes from so that you can understand it because once you've understand it you start to take the power away from it but also think about how you can carry on in spite of it because it sounds a little bit like not that you're paralyzed by this shame but that it is controlling you because it's making you feel like you're living almost a criminal life (laughs) sort of furtively um, working on things that may have once had their birth in a conversation with an AI Um, I think it's definitely having a big hold over you that shame of what people will think and I suppose the other question is these people that you respect who really hate it are they sort of people who are in your life and you have regular communication with or are they people whose work you admire from afar but they perhaps don't know you or is it that it's their imagined reaction that's troubling you because if it's the former that you should be able to have a reasonable conversation with somebody who is in your life in that way and to explain what you're getting out of it and also show that it's not quite that black and white of everything that's ever had an AI touch it is bad. And like I said, you're not using it to fraudulently win arts prizes. However, if it is 
people who you respect but you're not in communication with and it's that kind of imagining what they would think that's a very different scenario because none of that is real none of that is a real problem that you actually have to deal with so starting to think of it as that as something that's not a real problem because yes you can respect someone but that doesn't mean you have to live your life according to their rules so a lot of this is the what's underneath it's not about the AI it's about your belief of how things should be done and where that comes from first of all because it doesn't sound like it's your own belief that's come from the inside it's what you see other people do and therefore think what works for you is wrong that's the first layer and then it's how you can start to untangle yourself from that and just see that what works is what's working and your process is your process and there isn't a one way to do it and a right way and a wrong way or perhaps one right way and 58 wrong ways there's just different ways that work for different people and so actually questioning where the problem is here we know the problem is with the shame but if the shame is manufactured out of something that's imagined where is that real hard nub of tangible problem because if you can't find it the rest will start to ease away So that's it for this week. I never really thought I'd be talking about AI, but here we are. And well, it's not really about AI, is it? So yes, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy it, it would be great if you could send them the link. Um, And if you've got a sec to rate and review the podcast as well. And until next time, I hope you have a great week and stay creative.